0: There's going to be something to learn in this. This is, this is of God. All of it is of God. And so it's just this understanding of everything's part of the web of life. So that includes sex.
1: Now let's hit on a little archaeological findings from your travel around the world. I just want okay. kind to of ask you about this, like the different cultures that you've encountered and the questions you've asked and the findings you've had about women in the cultures or relationships in these different cultures. So take us a bit around the world. I love this.
0: Well, I just came from Peru recently. And in Peru, I take groups over there every year because I just love the Andes so much. And one of the things they teach in the Andes still in the villages, so this isn't going to be true for the city dwellers in Lima, okay? but. Up in the Andes, one of the things they teach their girls is to ask for what they need. Now, isn't that revolutionary? <laughs> it makes perfect sense. I know. I know. They tell them to be selfish. They say, really ask and state what you need. And you know, we're taught in the United States to be good girls and be demure. I mean, not so much anymore, but there's there are a couple generations before me that have definitely and so they teach they teach everybody to really understand that you are responsible for your own reality. So that's a really wonderful thing there. They've got um, temples. There's a really interesting one that I take people to that's outdoors. And I don't know that they would really call it a temple, but it's an old ruins area. And it actually has, um, when my students come through the, the gate in this outdoor area, they say, oh, mushrooms. But they're actually phalluses. <laughs> they're stone. And they've got, they've got them upside down, and they've got them right side up. And one of the things that you feel when you walk in there is this deep sense of it's a healing place for male and female trauma and the way that we've hurt each other. So they really address that. It's so beautiful. And there's a great big Gregorian cross in the back, on the back wall with an angel. And it's all about that forgiveness of that trauma. So that's a really beautiful place. Yeah, that I take Where's people. Where is that again? It's in Peru, up in the Andes. And then in India, there's this understanding that women are are Shakti. So they're the um, kinetic potential, right? Nothing happens without the spark, to light, the fire. And men are more what's called would be Shiva. So they're the, the stable space, but nothing moves it, right? So more stubborn, you could say. And so... We have these two energies that when they they're both necessary when they come together it's the night and the day it's the moon and the sun and there's this real understanding that it takes both to have balance right so polarities are essential to come together to create balance and so in india there are several temples that are like that teachings around that um people always say "Ooh, what about tantra because my husband and i teach tantra And I always laugh about that because there's this understanding or this assumption and a stereotype about Tantra that it's sexual, and it actually isn't. It's not even all sexual, you know. Tantra is actually this understanding that everything is from God. Everything's from God. And that everything that happens to us is of God. So if there's, I'm going to mention this, and it's probably not going to make people very happy, but there was this, you know, in Paris, this attack, right? Or, or somebody gets diagnosed with cancer, or you take a fall on the stairs, you know. All these things would be termed as bad ordinarily. In Tantra, what there would be is more of this understanding that there's going to be something to learn in this. This is, this is of God. All of it is of God. And so it's just this understanding of everything's part of the web of life, and it's all God. So that includes sex. Where So there's that's how that got pulled in is because for a long time in the more puritanical societies, we kind of chopped off the head from the body, right? And there's this disconnect between our sensuality, our sexuality, and ourselves, and that somehow se- sex is not sacred. It's not spiritual, right? And so when people started learning about Tantra, they started really emphasizing that and saying, well, this is sacred also. And then it became this whole sexual thing. So if you go on the internet and you look up tantra, you're going to find all kinds of crazy, silly things. And so that's another thing in India that is taught in this very sacred way. But it's that
1: energy, right? We talk about harnessing that feminine and masculine energy, honoring it, Say, okay, this is part of me. And, you know, biblically, God says that we will become one flesh with our spouse. That's an energetic, spiritual event. Right. It's a gift. And and that's beyond the physical. It's an energetic merging. And right. I think that's really important to understand because I always say there's sports sex and there's, you know, a relational sex, right? And, and right. we want relational sex. And, you know, I always joke, I say, movies are to reality, like porn is to sex. I mean, we can't let media dictate what you think is what you want to believe is normal for you. and. Right fantasy and entertainment in that and so you know that's one of the things that is is i think devastating to a couple it's devastating to an individual and um, we want to keep our mind open so we experience what fills us what feels good to us and and our relationship with that partnership Brings and so I think that's a huge important concept to just bring back the stillness so that we and the quiet so that we can hear our
0: own voice again, right? And so that's you know, you're asking about these different places when you think about it. You know, these are things that we're learning from these other cultures that actually support what we find, like you said, in the Bible and the Judeo Christian lineage. That somehow got submerged in a more doctrinal way, and losing that mystical understanding of the very basis of Jesus's teachings, which was love is everything, right? So that's those are a couple places. Another one's Australia, where I learned that I is an illness and we is in wellness. They don't even have a word for I. So yeah. <laughs> The Aboriginal people that I was uh, studying with actually were telling me the story of how when they would all wake up in the morning after dreaming, they call it dream time, that then the community would come together and depending on what came out in dream time, that's how they would then have their day as a community. People wouldn't reproduce. They wouldn't have children unless there were enough resources around to support the whole community. So they would actually thoughtfully think about the integration of their community into their environment. And that was a really interesting way of thinking about how we ought to be in relationship and harmony with our environment for me. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time I heard that I is an illness, we is in wellness thing. So oh, I love it. I love it because it's
1: about community, right? We're right. in community. Isolation does not improve our health right better in community safe community and we have to keep nurturing
0: that in the right so yep.
1: yeah what i loved about australia is the language everyone has a smile on their face cuz all the words end with like a smile right. yeah i know you know cheers and i know in america we're like hello <laughs> that's true bye <"Goodbye."> bye <laughs> yeah no worries and, i know I I love it, the facial expressions, and you learn a lot from the language. That's a very gracious, easygoing, and friendly, friendly country. But I didn't have the honor to study with the Aborigines. That's fascinating. Okay, give me one more country.
0: Okay, well, um, actually, in in Australia, it's a lot of different tribes that are there, right? So I'm going to tell one more story about Australia that was so interesting to me. Um, the Kuku Yulangi, who I was with and are in the northern um, Gold Coast area, Daintree Rainforest. And one of the things that I was taught is that Mother Nature would provide the antidote to whatever the toxin was. And so um, there was this heart-shaped leaf that my teacher was telling me would kill you within minutes because it was a neurotoxin. But... There was this other plant right here that would cure it if you knew, and that's the way it is here in the Pacific Northwest too. The stinging nettles hurt, but then the fern grows right next to it, and underneath the fern, if you turn it over, there are these spores, and you rub the spores on the stinging nettle area, and it goes away. And so I was climbing uh, Mount Tribulation, they call it, after I was finished with the Kukulangi, and I'd learned all these different wildcrafting things from these wonderful people. I'm going up Mount Tribulation. I'm running into almost everything they taught me, right? And I get to the top, and there it's almost like the UN up there. There are these people from all over the world that are that have come, and they have all been climbing, and we all arrive up there. And there's a fellow up there from Denmark that's got a cigarette, and he's burning himself. And I'm, I said, "What are you doing? <laughs> you know, what are you doing?" And he'd gotten into some of their stinging ants, and so. They and they were really, really hurting, and so he was trying to. He was hurt. They were hurting so bad. He was burning these areas so that they wouldn't hurt anymore. And so I went and I found the plant that I was taught to look for, and da da da. And and so it was this interesting thing of, oh, know what to look for, you see it, but if you're just blind to what's around you, then you don't see it. And how many things are there that we go through life like that, right? And so it was just this very fascinating thing of being in harmony again with mother nature, with the plants, with understanding what they're for. And that toxins are there for a reason too. And then the antidote is right there. And I think about that in relationship too. Whatever becomes toxic in a relationship, the antidote is on the flip side of the same coin, right? Mm, right. Just and like I- the thing that we loved about our spouse that then we learned to hate, <laughs> and then It's the flip side of the same coin, right?
1: So, so yeah. Yeah. And it's okay, what is this experience trying to teach you? And I think taking that perspective is true. And for our listeners who are struggling with any issue and especially relationally, we wanna get that resolved because we don't want the same problem with another face later down the road. We really want to work that out and restore, reunite,
0: reignite in relationship because that's that's the juice of life. So that's really mm-hmm. beautiful. Oh my gosh, just love yourself. One of the things I did with the women in Africa when I was just there, um, again, a European group and an American group, and we were doing this work in in Kenya, and I took them into this hot springs, but natural, no one else there, and there were 15 women in this little hot springs, and we were working on body image. They didn't know they were getting in naked together, and I just said, okay, all of you, I want you to come up with five things that you love about your body. And you're only allowed to say one thing that you don't like. And so it was so interesting every time I do this exercise, how difficult it is for women to find things they love about their bodies. And then how many they can just come up with like this that they don't like and want to change. And so I would just say, find those, do that tonight, you know, take a journal, draw a little stick figure of yourself and then write on one side, find things you love about yourself even more if you can. I love my cheeks. I love my eyes. I love my ears. I love my shoulders, my breasts, my belly, my legs, right? And then on the other side, the one thing that you would want to change, and that's it. And just practice that and put it somewhere where you can see it. Focus on the things we are thankful for. Exactly. Exactly
1: beautiful. Thank you for watching this video. Be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel here and get those notifications and comment below. Let me know your thoughts what you loved and what your action step is.